Hi guys, it's Ruben here from Face for Radio. But you knew that. You clicked on the link. I'm just here to let you know that we're going to have some spoilers in today's episode from the B-movie and from the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Enjoy! Hey gang, and welcome back to Face for Radio. Thank you again for returning to hear what very little we have to say, this week in particular about unpopular opinions. If you are new to the podcast today, then please make sure to leave a little uh, rating or review. And why not check out the Face Radio Instagram page while you're at it? Haven't plugged that for a while. Link will be provided in the bio of this particular episode. So, sit back, kick your feet up, and pretty much waste the next half hour of your life. I will see you at the end, boys and girls. Bye. I, I love you. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to episode seven of Face Radio. Hey. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Get in. Everyone's lucky number. I am joined today by... <laughs> Everyone's lucky number. Are you taking the what? That's the introduction you went Sorry, just show of hands or not hands. Is, is seven anyone's lucky number here? Yes, man. It's on all the jackpot machines and everything. Mine's 42. Mine's 16. Right, okay, I'm going to need some context because 42 and 16 are not everyone's lucky number. I can tell you that because 7 is. Is it? Is that a thing? Is it? Yes, it is a thing. Right, shut up and let me introduce the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, funny. As usual, all, I am joined today by an expeditious gentleman known as Reuben Austin. That's me, I'm expeditious. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And... I'm also joined by notorious future serial killer, Scott Copeland. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hello. I see what you're doing. Luring them in with a song. Yeah. That's yeah. how he gets you. Somehow I've got a degree in musical theatre. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are back, bright as ever, and talking about unpopular opinions. Ooh. Ooh. And not only that, but we are specifically talking about unpopular opinions about... TV and film. <laughs> this will be interesting. We don't plan these reactions ahead of time. They just sort of happen. I, in the moment. You know, you would think we did with them being so like pitch perfect. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It really is impressive how we do it. 100%. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've got a little surprise for you, boys. Ooh, oh. lovely. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little little wee surprise. I'll uh, have you know that I've been in contact with my very own sister. Very nice. Blood related. And shout out to Sam's sister if she's listening. She will be. Well, I'd imagine so. Uh, Naff off, Ruben. That's my line. <laughs> Why did I say Sam's sister? It's Liz. I've met her. I'm more annoyed that you ma- you said my line, Ruben. <laughs> well, you didn't say it, and I was like, someone's got to before Sam carries on. Well, I, I, don't, I didn't get chance to because you already interrupted. Bam! I'm in there. Be quick, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm the expeditious gentleman. I'm so expeditious. I'm quick and efficient. I don't know what expeditious means. It means quick and efficient. <laughs> All right, leave me alone. Jesus. I'm crying already. This is going to be a good one. So, if you'd both like to say hello to our first guest, it's Lily. Hello. Nah, I'm only joking. She's not here. But... That was anticlimactic. I do, however, have a little recording that I took of her very own voice. Lovely. Okay. And what I said was, I said, Lily... You know how you're number one fan of the podcast? And she said, well... And I said, we're talking about unpopular opinions next episode, as you know, because you'll have made it to the end of episode six. And she said, yeah. And I said, so, I was thinking, 
maybe you'd like to just quickly, and I like yanked my headphones on her ears and put my mic next to her, and I said, quickly, give me some like unpopular opinions and some like inspirational quotes. And I recorded her. Lovely. Right. And uh, I- I'm going to show you what she said. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's the extent of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's the surprise. Amazing. <laughs> it's a great surprise. <laughs> like, was it? <laughs> so, if everyone would like to click on the link I sent prior, then we'll listen to it. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Is, is everyone ready? Sound. I'm so ready. All right. Here we go. One unpopular opinion is that turtles come onto the beach and they lay their eggs in a hole and bury it and then just leave forever. It might be an unpopular opinion to abandon your children, but they do fine. They flap their way down to the beach, into the sea, and then they do the same to their children. Most of them. Some of them survive. Bloody hell. (laughs) Oh my god. This took a dark turn. (laughs) Giraffes don't crouch down when they have their babies. They just let them fall. That's an unpopular opinion, but they seem fine. Some animals eat their babies sometimes, but I mean, they've survived this long. Survival of the fittest and all. So it's okay to have unpopular opinions. Doesn't mean you're wrong, it just might mean that you survive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure these are opinions. Right, sorry, it wasn't too well. I was watching a David Attenborough documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about David Attenborough documentaries. You know, you know Blue Planet 2? Yeah. Yes. And there's singing at the beginning of it, like a choir. Okay. Vaguely. It's me. <laughs> I'm in that oh, choir. <laughs> right, hang on. We're seven, seven episodes in. And the first ever episode, you made a joke about a Venn diagram. And you kept this fact to yourself. Well, I've got to wait until the, until the prime moment. I've done a lot of exciting stuff, you know what I mean? Whoa, all right. Calm down, right. son. <laughs> I climbed a... a volcano once. It's most exciting thing I've ever done is I've won £2 <laughs> on a scratch card. So, um, yeah, if you enjoyed that, tune in next time for more unpopular opinions. <laughs> is that it? Is that the end of the episode? <laughs> That's the episode, yeah. Brilliant. Right, I'm, so, I'm, so confu- <laughs> I'm so confused. So... Um, film and TV. Yeah, we're back on track, are we? <laughs> film and TV? Just, just thought you'd enjoy that little tidbit, really. Yeah, all right. It was nice. Wow. Cheers, Liz. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Liz. No, cheers, Lily, not Liz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I kept saying Liz. I was fully under the impression. <laughs> I've met her several times. <laughs> Lily! She will be deeply offended. Sorry, Sam. I am so sorry. You are Lily. I should have just stuck with Sam's sister. I don't know why I corrected myself. Yeah, it's Lily, not Liz. I've got an unpopular opinion, if you don't mind me starting. Oh, go on. If you want. Well, yeah. I do have quite an unpopular opinion. I did um, fact check this. So has it has it now stopped being an opinion and has just become an unpopular fact? Well, no, no, no. It was a fact check of opinions. So it, it was more of an opinion check. Sure. <laughs> How can you do an opinion check? So I, I'd just like to tell you some context. The reason that I was actually talking to Lily about this okay, <laughs> was because a lot of her friends at the University of Central Lancashire uh, studied uh, media, like TV and film. Sure. I asked them, in your humble opinions, what is the greatest film trilogy of all time? Right. Okay. Pretty mm. easy question. For people that are fans of film and TV, usually they'd have a favourite trilogy. And I will tell you now that every single one of them agreed on what was the best trilogy of all time. Right. Every single one of... How how many of them were there? About four. 
that's more realistic. That's very nearly a trilogy of people. <laughs> it's actually more than a trilogy, making this actual fact. So that's an actual fact. Brilliant. <laughs> Shorts. <laughs> Shorts. So. Can you guess what this specific trilogy in mind was? If it's the same as your favourite trilogy. No, no, it's not, it's not. I'm guessing they'd say The Godfather. Incorrect. No, The Godfather, like, varies in quality, um, and so yeah, does and The Part Matrix. 2 is better than Part 1. Is it the Cornetto trilogy? It's not. So, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and World's End. It's not, it's not, it's not. Oh, then they're wrong. Oh. <laughs> Their favourite trilogy, the best, most consistent and well-thought-out trilogy of all time was Lord of the Rings. It's not... Technically a trilogy. It's not, it's not really a trilogy. Why is that then? I don't know, Ruben. Why is it not a trilogy? <laughs> Scott, did you just jump on my opinion immediately? Well, I've never, se- I've never seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so I have to join in. You joined in on my shout out to this person running jokes. So I'm jumping in on That's your. That's true. Opinion. You can, you can hop on my personality trait now, Scott. I will allow it. Um, <laughs> right. So why, why is this not the best trilogy then? Why is it not classed uh, as a well, trilogy? Well, it's as. As films, it is a trilogy because they released the three films. So that's right. But uh, regarding books, if we take the original content, it was designed to be released as like a single work of a prologue, six books and six appendices. Yes, but Ruben, we're talking about film and TV, not books. And the, quest- the question here is, if I didn't know this, what would I have room for in my brain? Nerd. He is a nerd. Made a real nerd. And that is an actual fact. So for film and TV, this is a trilogy. Okay, and they said... They all agreed this was the best trilogy of all time. I would care to disagree, boys. Ooh. I'm sure you would. That's why you're here. That's right. And I would go as far as to say the best film trilogy of all time is animated. Ooh. Which would be unheard of in most opinions. However, once you have uh, seen this particular trilogy, I would would challenge you to disagree with me, as most do. Okay. When I, when I was thinking about about animated trilogies, there there is many many trilogies to think of, and many great films that aren't great trilogies. So, prime examples: Cars. I love Cars, and I love Cars Three. See, my my prime example for a trilogy where the first film's great and the second film's great and the third maybe less so would be Shrek. Yes, Shrek. But then that's got four films. That's true. It's got like eight now because they just they just keep churning and them out. And a fifth coming out. But, uh, but, like, Cars 1, great. Cars 3, great. Cars 2 is not where it's at. There was I only... I've seen Cars 3. I've, I've only seen Cars, Cars 1. fantastic. You should watch it. Well, that's great. But, you know, it is still worth watching. I'm not saying that. It's it's pretty good. Did you know Cars is, like... I, I think it's, like, the third highest uh, grossing franchise of all time. Like, selling merch and stuff. Yeah, mer- merchandise uh, is on the stand. Because there's Cars stuff everywhere. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, higher than, like, Harry Potter. And really? I think the only ones that were higher than it were, like, Star Wars. Never seen it. That seems incorrect. I, I Well, this was a fact from years ago. I may be wrong now. Um, I would imagine, like, Marvel's probably overtaken it somehow, but, did, but did, you know. Did you not fact-check it, Sam? I, did, I didn't. This was just off the top of my head. However, there is, uh, of what I could think of, there were two animated trilogies that I would put almost on par with my favourite trilogy of all time. Right. One of them now isn't a trilogy, recently, as this was Toy Story, and the fourth film came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so to- Toy Story, if the first three films were still alone, would be a very good trilogy. I can agree. 
Yeah, totally. The only other one that I could think of that was that was actually three very good films and seemed to like progress with each film and not come to a standstill and just be like a cash cow after the first one was How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, very good. Never seen it. Oh, oh Scott, it's so on, good. Scott. You've got to give it a watch. Astrid is just like peak character evolution. <laughs> You're just saying that because you fancy her. Fancy you? I do not fancy Astrid. <laughs> who, 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 who's Astrid? Scott, yeah. let me just ask you this, right? If you come across a dragon, yeah. y- you're going to have no idea how to train it. Not a clue. Uh, well, then, so you know. But then again, the chances of me coming across a dragon is very, very unlikely at most, Sam. Very unlikely. However, not impossible. Anyway. I mean... The it's... best film trilogy of all time, without an inch of a doubt, is Kung Fu Panda. Right. A hundred percent. And if you disagree... Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> okay, that's not how it's not. It's not how an opinion works, to be honest, Sam. Oh wow, that's that's a, that's a, that's a strong start. Um, that's not. I'm not convinced. That is the first argument, right? <laughs> okay, you've you've already triggered somebody off who's watching this. Your first argument is if you disagree, you're wrong. Yeah, and and I will stick by that. Let me just tell you this, right? DreamWorks. The the previous film to Kung Fu Panda, their their release before Kung Fu Panda was none other than the B movie. Oh, lit! Okay. Not seen that either. Oh, Scott, Scott, this is not the episode for you, my man. We need an episode where it's just me talking about things I've not seen. Can Scott start his own individual YouTube channel of him reacting to like, <laughs> classic films? I don't know why I said yeah, classic yeah. films when Wait, we're talking about the B movie. Are we counting cla- a what? classic film as the B movie? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a classic film. All right, let me just tell you this: the entire premise, Scotty, of the B movie was it's Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld, sorry, yeah, but he's a B. He's, he's called Barry B. Benson. And he falls in love with a human woman. You are, ner- you are a nerd. Right. So with that being said, okay, how did Kung Fu Panda have the actual audacity to be a successful, well-thought-out classic film when its entire premise was, it's Jack Black, but he's a panda. And he doesn't fall in love with a human woman. Um, well, I mean, there is no humans. <laughs> so. Yeah. So how could he? You know what I mean? I think you'll find that means I'm right. I just love how Sam's decided to call both B-Movie and Kung Fu Panda classic films. Le- like, literally, Kung Fu Panda is the perfect film alone. And then the other two come out, and they're also perfect films. They're all, literally, I could not, watching them all, come up with a single flaw. Like, a single one. Okay. Right. So, until I met, until I met you, Sam which I think was three years ago, I was not aware that there was more than one Kung Fu Panda film. Right, well, that's just your bad intuition, isn't it? I knew there were multiple. I've not had chance to watch any other than the first one. Are you kidding me? Neither of you have watched the three Kung Fu Pandas. Sam, I wa- <laughs> Come Sam, on, it's the best trilogy of all time. I part three with you. <laughs> you sat me down and said, Scott, you're watching this now. I was like, cool. Yes, I know I and did. I watched all three of them. <laughs> Yes, and what did you think, Scott? I liked them. Yeah, that's right, you did. Yeah, I liked them. Because if you didn't, we would have had words. Yeah. Um, Only because there's two lines that I really like, and, and you know what one of them is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um, the Kung Fu Panda, unfortunately, and, you know, I want to say it was unjust, did not win the Oscar for Best Animated Film that year. What did? What did? The reason it did is because Ratatouille came out in the same year. Oh, that's a film. Oh, that's a good film. That's a classic film. Which, you know, know, hands to the sky, Ratatouille is a magnificent film, and I could watch it over and over again and still cry at the ending. 
I fully do watch it over and over again. It's my dad's yeah. favorite animated thing. However, it is it is not a trilogy. So you know that's the reason Kung Fu Panda didn't win an Oscar for best animated film, which we can all put our hands up and say, pretty much any animated film might have lost to Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. Pretty much. It's a- Right. It's it's an astonishing piece of like cinema. It's amazing. It's a classic yes. film. It so, is a classic. Ruben, you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda two or three. I've not. No, I do. How I can fully stand by you on Kung Fu Panda one. It's an incredible film. Yeah. So um, you'll I, know the first. Honestly, quote. daily I think about you know the scene where Master is it Master Ugway the turtle. Yeah. Is like upside down on the thing, and he like unfolds and comes the right way around. Yes. Yes. On his. I staff. think about that every single day. It's star yeah. man. <laughs> Well, you will know about the first quote because I have a list here of just a couple of, of quotes that even if you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, you probably have heard other people say them. It is so iconic. Yeah, I've probably seen them on like Tumblr okay. and stuff. Yeah, probably. When you say other people, do you mean you? Mainly me. Mainly me. However, other people too. Okay? So the first one is uh, Master Ugwe, like you say in the first film, when he speaks about uh, yes- yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a gift. That's why I just That's call what it calls a present. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, classic. Everyone says that now. Oh yeah, every day. It's a great quote, it is. Kung Fu Panda did that. Okay, let me tell you this one. Ever felt lazy and uh, and come to the stairs and just wanted to take the lift? And you turn to me and I go, Ah oh, yes, my greatest enemy, stairs. Vaguely. I've, I think I've... K- Kung I've Fu Panda. It's Kung Fu Panda. happened personally with you, but I remember the moment in the film. I mean, I, I, well, I, that was, I've heard that... him say it a few times. I don't, I've never paid attention to the context of what he's saying it to. All right, well, you know. He's in front of some stairs when he says it, Scott. Yeah, but to be fair, Sam, I first heard you say it when you were in a wheelchair. So naturally, I just associated it with that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it, it crosses multi-platforms. This it film. really it does. does. It's a <laughs> new experience. Uh, and of course, Scott, your favourite quote of all all time in any film ever Ayo. is uh, when Kung Fu Panda himself, Paul, tells Shen, who is the villain of the second film, that that's the thing about scars. They heal. To which Shen responds, No, they don't. That's it. That's the quote. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know why. It just, it, the way he said it was funny. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Just the way he said it. It's, it's because it's Gary Oldman. Yeah. I promise, Ruben, you have to be there. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I will argue, also argue very quickly that if you can think of a better match of animated character to actor than Jack Black and Paul, then please shout it at me because I couldn't in my preparation for this episode. Very um, good. Uh, there is, yeah, <laughs> no Anima- I'm, I'm, animated animals. I think Poe and Jack Black is like the ultimate sort of matchup. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Jerry Seinfeld as Barry B. Benson was good. <laughs> it was real good, but. Uh, only person I could possibly maybe consider would be someone like, like a comedian like James Corden, for example, but I don't think he'd do it as good as Jack Black does in the film. Right, so think... and let me tell you this. There are stars, there are absolute Hollywood stars in this film yeah. who you don't even realise are in this film. They match so perfectly to their characters. Let me tell you this. Seth Rogen, David Cross, Jackie Chan, Angelina Jolie, you don't even know they're there. I knew, I knew right? that they Seth are main Rogan was there because he film. has my favourite laugh of any celebrity. That's like, true, but <laughs> also... I know Angelina Jolie. But also tell me this. Can you think of a single other actor that would play the praying mantis better than Seth Rogen? Who would have thought it? Not me. No, absolutely not. He's, he's, he's perfect for it, he is. Yeah. Getting on to why these films are even better than just me saying, wow, it's amazing. 
this film constantly was belittled for, you know, it's supposed to be a kid's comedy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Right? It has no reason to be well thought out, let's be honest. Totally. No, it's got no excuse. The aspects of the film that are just incredible is the the kung fu in the film, the choreography. Did you know this? Because I didn't form a preparation. Each member of the Furious Five, so there was the, the Mantis, Viper, the uh, Crane, Monkey, and Tigress. Each yeah. one of them characters is like the name of an actual kung fu fighting style. Yeah. I did know that, but only because I had the uh, I had the DVD of Kung Fu Panda, and one of the special features was you learn a pose from each of the characters. Right, yeah. I knew, I so knew the Mantis all was. of their choreography in the fighting scenes uh, are all based off their actual individual uh, Kung Fu style. And I looked through some of the the fights, and it's incredible, man. They're actually like they're all choreographed so differently and intricately, so much so that after the first two films have been brought out. The actual government in in China released this lengthy statement about how they were going to up the the stakes and the funding for film and TV animated production because they were actually genuinely upset that they couldn't come with, come up with something as high caliber of their own culture than Kung Fu Panda did. Wow, that's right, very impressive. I must say, this stretched so far that Kung Fu Panda Three was the first animated movie in history when it was dubbed into Mandarin to have a full new set of facial animations to match the Mandarin. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's that's very Isn't impressive. Uh, which would have taken a long time. <laughs> would have taken longer than yeah, it would that's... have done to do the original film. It still appeals to the kids, you know, the, the second film. You know what the slogan was for the second film? The entire slogan on all the movie posters? Please tell me it was Kung 2 Panda. It wasn't, but that would have been good. Was it all parts of the same phrase? Like, was it a long phrase that if you merged all of them together, it would make the phrase... No, no, no. no. You're thinking way too hard into this. (laughs) Go on, Sam. Treat us. The slogan for the second film was Skatoosh, with the the number two in the middle. Yeah, I I was thinking far too cleverly (laughs) with that. Can I tell you what the third one was? Hey, up. It was Kung Fu Panda 3, The Wait Is Over, but wait was spelt as in (laughs) W-E-I. Nice. I like that. Like, how can a film with those slogans deliver character arcs and relationships such as Poe with, with Shifu, with Ugwe, with Mr. Ping, oh, Mr. right, Ping, and his own dad? Oh, Mr. legend he is. <laughs> right. How can that do that? Like, they pan out of the actual animation with the shots of, like, the scale of the city, and each house is, like, rendered animation rather than just, like, map painting it all. Like, it's incredible. It's incredible I'll, I'll give i'll give the films that they are visually they are brilliant they are astounding visually not really good not like the the, the graphics alone are, are fantastic and considering when it came out as well like when did, you know when did the first one come out because i remember watching it when i was like 11 in america but i can't remember yeah. when it was the first one came out in 2008 i believe 2008 yeah. so you know for back then that was great when you actually watch it, and you probably won't think about it when you're just like talking about the film, but if you watch it and actually pay attention to all the scenery and like the way everything sways in the wind, and it, it's just, it, it is really good. <laughs> I have no other words for it. It's really good. The villains, right? You you know, people, when they watch like Endgame, they, they talk about Thanos and how he's the most well-rounded villain of all time. Not seen that either. <laughs> oh, man, Scott. I've only seen one Avengers film and that's Age of Ultron. And there's only one reason why <laughs> I went to see it. Right. What was the reason, Scott? 
It's only because I got told I look like Hawkeye for the first time. So I'm going to have to go and see it now. <laughs> yeah, for any, if anyone has seen this and doesn't know what Scott looks like, it's Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if Jeremy Renner and Curtis um... from Love Island had a baby. <laughs> Jeremy Renner on a budget. You get me. Brilliant. <laughs> like a melted Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner on a hot day. People talk about Thanos being the most like well-rounded villain of all time, okay? Yeah, sure. I, again... As as good as Thanos is, like he is, he is almost the perfect villain. I'm sure he but is, but not quite. When you look at Shen the Peacock from Kung Fu Panda Two, oh, now right. that's it, where it, the it, real villain lies. He is a devilish little b- that guy. <laughs> so I'm not. So I know you're gonna have to censor Ruben, that out, Sam. I apologise in advance. <laughs> Ruben, for, for your benefit, I will go through this. Thank you. In the first film, you know Tai Lung. He's what you would consider the classic villain. He's been brought up knowing what is rightfully his and it's been torn away from him brutally yeah he's imprisoned for for things that crimes he hasn't even committed yet which has eventually drawn him to this path of of destruction and and greed okay yeah yeah 100%. that's it's classic the first movie it represents you know like like it's what what's rightfully his Poe's personal progression in sort of accepting his destiny as the dragon warrior yeah okay the second film takes a much darker turn. Shen the Peacock is the villain, and he is after world domination, okay? Spoilers for this, everyone. Shen killed all the pandas. Ooh. Oh, damn. Why for? He's a bad guy. He literally committed genocide. This is how bad this guy is. Because there was a prophecy that uh, a-, a warrior of black and white would put a stop to his evil deeds. Okay, so we just off them all. Wait, this is—it's like Moses. Yeah, it's like it's like Herod and Jesus and all. It's that. the Bible again. Yes, it is. And so the second film made poor, even despite his own personal acceptance, it made him tackle his inner demons, which gave the film a whole new layer on top. Rather than just coming off the back of the first one with it being a success, it would be easier for them to say like. The first one was good. Let's just use it again and get a bit more money in. But no, yeah. they went for an actual, well thought out film. Uh, and of course, Shen delivered us the greatest movie line of all time that scars don't heal. The third film sees Kai, who is this sort of, uh, how would you describe him? Like a bull? He's a bull, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll go for bull. Uh, and he is trying to steal everyone's chi. And when he steals a. Uh, uh, Kung Fu Warriors Chi, they hang off his belt and he can use them to fight for him. Uh, Sam, could I ask you to explain what a Chi is, just for anybody who's not seen the films? So Chi is like inner, sort of... Yeah, inner, in, inner drive? Kind of like the inner peace. Kind of like the inner it's peace like from the second film. Self-power in Kung Fu. You would use the Chi, and it explains that Master Ugwe knew that when he was injured as a, a youngling... He found himself upon this community of pandas where they all used their chi to heal him. Right, okay. It's a, it's a part of Kung Fu that's like merged with inner peace and all of that. So the idea is that pandas have like mad chi. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And they heal things and they're really good. Cool. And of course, Uguin knew this. This is like where it comes to being well-rounded. Uguin knew that pandas have the chi. He didn't choose poor based on random, like the first film suggested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it gives that insight I like to call it the Snape effect, where you see things from like ages ago and you're like, "Whoa!" Don't don't get me started on Severus Snape, Sam. <laughs> stop. Anyway, oh, I love Severus Snape. No, I'll tell you about this amazing arc as well. This goes unnoticed to most, okay? Mm. But in Kung Fu Panda One, 
the film starts with this dream sequence of Poor as a Kung Fu warrior. Yeah. The first thing that happens is he's sitting on a table and there's some rabbits eating noodles. And this figure comes in, slams on the table, and he goes, Perhaps you'd like to chew on my fist! Yeah. Remember that classic line? Okay. Quality. That's Kai. That's the villain from from film three. Oh, Is no it? way. Isn't that mental? That's crazy. It's definitely good continuity-wise. It's crazy. It is is crazy and this shows Poe's personal progression again it's adding more it's like this one each movie kind of represents the first one represents body the second represents mind within a piece and the third represents spirit with chi and this is like the principles of kung fu yeah that's clever though yeah film three had the worst rating of them all do you know why why because it had too much comedy this is the level that they set of this of these films how good they were they said the third film was ruined because it was too funny I thought they were the exact same way, comedy-wise, personally. I thought it was perfect comedy. It definitely did increase the sort of wacky element to it. But imagine making a, a kid's comedy film and it being so good that the third one gets deducted marks for being too comedic. Insane. I remember watching the third one with you, Sam. Yeah. And there was a line in it during... There's a big fight at the end of it. Sorry, spoiler alert. Sorry, there's a big fight at the end of the Kung Fu film. Spoilers. <laughs> But um, yeah, there was a big fight at the end of the third film, and the character Mr. Ping just says the word "I can," and I remember crying with laughter. And that wasn't even meant to be a funny line. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in and the like, delivery. I just, I just, I just saw you at the end of the room going, "Why are you laughing?" It's like it's, it's just funny. So yeah, well, it, it actually got rated lower because it was too comedic. Because they, they they all wanted the same gritty film as the second one, and it is. It's gritty and it's dark, it is. but it's still funny. Sec- and perfect. The second film was surprisingly dark, considering how much like the first one was this comedy. Yeah. Well, it's just exploring his, his backstory further, isn't it? And it and it does. I did get... like the shift of the tone, though. However, seeing all of this, it is surprisingly still an unpopular opinion because you say to someone, "Kung Fu Panda is the greatest trilogy of all time," and they go, <laughs> "Don't be silly." I did say that, but I haven't seen the second <laughs> and third, so I can't come up as a trilogy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, speaking as a guy who has, thanks to Sam, when he first told me that that was his opinion many year, many months ago, even <laughs> I thought, no, that's only that they're just kids' films, of course not. Until I watched them and realised they are quite good contenders for it. Yeah, because the only only trilogy, only two trilogies I've ever seen are the Scream trilogy. Obviously, but then the fourth <laughs> one got made. It's quite different the, from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, just a little, just a little. Then the Godfather trilogy. So I'd never seen a like a quote unquote a kids film trilogy before. Yeah. So when I watched it with you, I was like, I'm really I'm pl- pleasantly surprised because yeah. you can you can watch them now no matter what age you are. So here's two things that I'll say like at the end of this. Firstly, Scott, you need to go and watch How to Train Your Dragon one, two, and three. Yeah. Right. And also the B movie. <laughs> also the B-movie. It's on Netflix now. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Any more films you don't want me to watch? So many, Scott, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyone that's listened to this and either hasn't seen Kung Fu Panda or has has listened and kind of thought, that is actually quite interesting. Please, please, I beg you, go and watch it all again. Do like a marathon over a day if you have one. It is so worth it. You will, you will form... A completely different view. You will join my side on the unpopular opinion that Kung Fu Panda is indeed the greatest film trilogy of all time. Very nice. Very well done. Yeah, thank you. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Ruben, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. 
Right, by the way, that just sounds like I'm trying to start a fight. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? You're going to have to bleep that out. I'm sorry, but I had to say it. Do you know what's worse? A couple of weeks ago, when you first bleeped out one of my swords, I messaged Ruben saying, we need to up the swear count just to wind up Sam. I now realise we've both done it accidentally during this entire recording. Oh, brilliant. It's alright, I'll I'll just give you like a, a wasp buzz noise over your swears. I'd rather you didn't. I know you would. Just dub another word in instead. Matt, Lu- Matt Lucas shouting the word peanuts on shooting stars over all of our swears. <laughs> so every time I swear it's like, oh you massive peanuts! <laughs> Hello again, it's me, your favourite host and selfless friend, Sam Brown. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Face Radio. If you did, make sure to check out all of our social media links in the bio of this episode below. I can't wait to see you all again in the next episode of Face Radio, where we discuss a few more unpopular opinions. I'll see you there. Take care.